You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily podcast on the Arizona Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to episode 50 of Locked On Cardinals. I'm your host, Alex Clancy. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards on Twitter. Man, 50's gone by really fast. Thanks to everybody who's listened. You can check me out on the Freaks on Fox Sports 910 Phoenix from 7 to 9, Monday through Friday, Mountain Standard Time, 6 to 8, West Coast, 9 to 11, Eastern. A couple things have happened in the Valley of the Sun, and no, I'm not talking about Larry Fitzgerald winning the Pro-Am at Pebble Beach this past Sunday. Got a lot of crap for uh, his uh, handicap, or supposed handicap of 13, rolled in what looked to be around a 40-foot putt and almost hold one out uh, on a par 3 Larry Fitzgerald is getting $11 million guaranteed if he comes back next year. It is all guaranteed money. I will talk about if I think that that is too much money given the current state of the salary cap for the Arizona Cardinals and them trying to lure quarterback Kirk Cousins, etc., and other offensive-minded players to bolster the offensive side of the ball, which was awful last year, for lack of a better phrase. Steve Keim. Gets a several-year extension through 2022. This is coupled with Steve Wilkes, the new head coach of the Cardinals, getting a four-year deal. Do I think that's a good idea? Steve Kime getting an extension. The regular season rate uh, uh, record has been fantastic in Steve Kime's tenure, but is it enough to warn him getting an extension coming off two awful seasons in a row? Let's start with Fitz, and this is an interesting conversation to have because it's Larry Fitzgerald. He is the golden child of Arizona, and rightfully so, for every possible aspect of his life. He's philanthropic. He's great with charitable work, and it's it's never-ending with him. He is one of the best humans to play in the NFL now and forever. He he was... uh, Co-Man of the Year, Walter Payton Man of the Year last year with Eli Manning. He could win it every year. So I'm going to give my disclaimer that Larry Fitzgerald, in no way am I questioning his manhood, his, his, his philanthropy, everything he does with charities, the person that he is, the father that he is, everything, that is not on the table right now. I'm looking solely at business sense when it comes to the Cardinals, their salary cap, and how much they gave Larry Fitzgerald, the one-year $11 million, all guaranteed. To answer the question, do I think that they gave him too much money? Yes. Immediately, yes. When I saw when you're 11 mil, oh, it doesn't seem like, oh, wait. They're trying to sign a whole other bunch of guys. Why are we giving a guy that's 34 years old that kind of money when we don't have a quarterback in place yet? Why did you have to give him the money immediately last year? Why couldn't you wait till the end of the year and talk then? Why do we have to have him under contract immediately? I don't understand why it happened when it happened. Again, take everything away that Larry Fitzgerald's done for the franchise. What I think this is, the one-year $11 million guaranteed deal with a lot of other question marks, is the Kobe deal in L.A. And again, I'm taking away both off-the-field personalities for both guys because you couldn't find an antithesis to Larry Fitzgerald further from him than Kobe Bryant. You couldn't find one. Kobe got a two-year, $48.5 million deal his last two years with the Lakers. This was a thank you for your service, Kobe Bean Bryant. Thank you for the championships. Thank you for keeping us pseudo-relevant when we didn't have Shaq before we got Powell. 
Thank you. This is the last money. You know what? You're going to get a lot. You're going to handcuff the franchise for two years because ain't nobody coming in here until you're gone, especially with how much money you've tied up in the salary cap. I think it's the same thing for Larry Fitzgerald. He has done so much for the city of Phoenix. He's done so much for the Cardinals as a franchise. He is the Cardinals icon for now and forever. He is Mr. Cardinal. He never said, get me out of here. He said, I want an extension here. I want to stay in Phoenix. He's never wavered. He's the best blocking wide receiver in the game still. And he doesn't have to be. He could have big leagued. He could have gone like I said that the Cardinals should have traded him, got a compensatory pick for him, and let him go win somewhere else. But he didn't want to do that. He's like, I'm bleeding red. I see red. That's it. I'm a Cardinal forever. I still think you gave him too much money. They don't have enough room to bring him and then to sign a big deal quarterback and uh, Kirk Cousins. And if you do get Kirk Cousins now, you'd have to trade a couple first rounders for the $34 million franchise tag that he he will inevitably get, it seems, from Washington. You need to bolster your wide receiver crew. You need to bolster your offensive line. You could use a couple extra uh, secondary guys. But the fact that you give one guy $11 million when his production is capped predicated upon the quarterback situation. So what I didn't understand is why you don't bring him in. Steve Keim, GM, who just got an extension, I'll talk about why I think that's a mistake in a second. You bring in, you're like, Larry, we want you to play your one last year with us. What number would make you want to come back? And I know you don't ask a player that, but it's Larry Fitzgerald. It's a little different. Six mil? How would that work? Six mil, and then... You know, maybe with some incentive base later on. If if you catch 100 balls, get an extra million. Something like that. Like any other normally structured NFL contract, I don't know why you gave him the extra $5 million. Because that one-year $5 million could be, I don't know, some receiver that could, could be Kenny Britt. It could be a Torrey Smith. Not Torrey Smith, because look what Philly did. Bring in Alshon, one-year $10 million prove-it deal. Torrey Smith, was most of his stuff was was incentive-based. But that $5 million can get you a B-minus or B receiver, and now you can't do that. If you gave Larry Fitzgerald half the money, you could bring in his number two for a year. Trial run. But you can't do that anymore because you're giving all the money to one guy. So when it comes down to salary cap sense, Larry Fitzgerald, one-year $11 million all-guaranteed contract does not make sense. It does not benefit the Cardinals for the long run. It does thank Larry Fitzgerald for his tenure with the Cardinals, not making one wave, not one little white cap of wave. I think that's a phrase. I'm not really a surfer. Played basketball. Never mind. It doesn't make any sense, even though Larry Fitzgerald has been the penultimate perfect human being on and off the field ever since he was in college. Even before that, when he was a ball boy for the for the Vikings, he's never had one issue. So you pay him for that. If you had salary, if you if this was the Browns and you had the room, good, do it. I see no problem with it. But I think that with how the salary cap is currently constructed and how the Arizona Cardinals, especially on the offensive side of the ball, are lacking severely for talent, this may have been too much money to give Larry Fitzgerald. I know football season's over. But we do have the Locked On Podcast Network that has podcasts for all of your favorite teams. 
But stick in the valley. Go to the LockedOnSuns.com. You can listen to all the Locked On Suns podcasts. I know that they're having a tough year this year, but the insight given by the Locked On Suns podcast is one you want to check out. So check it out. Okay, so I'm going to pivot. Larry Fitzgerald, yes, he's getting too much money this year. Do I think it's a bad idea for football sense? Absolutely. Do I think for Larry Fitzgerald that he deserves it? Of course he does. But I still think that he would have come back for five less mil. That, that's me. That's me. I'm the guy that said they should bring in a defensive head coach. They did it. I'm the guy that said they need to go get Kirk Cousins. He, they're still in the running for that, even though I think he should obviously go to Denver if he wants to win a Super Bowl anytime soon. Steve Kime, the general manager of the Arizona Cardinals, just got a four-year extension through the 2022 season. This is a normal thing that the NFL franchises do when a new head coach gets signed. Four years, you give the GM the same kind of extension. And I wouldn't have a problem with this if for the last two seasons the Cardinals didn't suck. If for the last two seasons the Cardinals stood pat in free agency. They drafted well. Hassan Reddick looked very good at 13 coming out of Temple. And, you know, Buda Baker is a pro bowler, albeit on special teams. But when a young guy gets headed to the pro bowl as a rookie that's not playing his normal position, he's actually just on special teams, uh, just coveraging for kick and punt returns, you know the kid's got something. You know he wants to be an NFL player and he'll do anything to get to where he wants to be. But on the defensive side... Cardinals are good. And I said, bring a defensive coach. Cool. Steve Keim did nothing to start the 2017 season in the offseason portion. Nothing in free agency. Zero. Nope, we're good. And I've talked about this myriad times, and I will continue to talk about it until something changes. You cannot stand pat in the NFL during the offseason. You can't think that John Brown, Jerron Brown, and J.J. Nelson aside, alongside Larry Fitzgerald is going to cut it from the wide receiver position. They put too much merit into David Johnson being healthy for 16 games. He didn't even make it through week one. So you can't expect one guy to be 70% of your offense, a la Marshall Falk years ago, LT, Danian Tomlinson. It's not like that anymore. Freak injuries happen. Guys are bigger, stronger, and faster. And you, shame on you, Steve Kime and Bruce Arians, for thinking that you didn't need to do anything, anything during the offseason going into last season. So I've already got a, a sour taste in my mouth because they didn't live up to their potential as front office men by doing nothing. So he gets the extension, and the, one of the issues I've had with the Cardinals is that they're still living on the 13-3 and season making it to the NFC Championship game. All these coaches, nobody's getting held accountable. And to get there with what they had, yes, Steve Keim, I will give you credit for that. I'm not. This is not a 100% bad contrast extension. I just don't think that you necessarily need to extend guys just because the head coach gets extended. And I think that's something that's a fallacy in the NFL as a whole. And everybody, you know, just that's what people do. And I don't think you always should do what other people do if you want to succeed in the future. I don't think it's a surefire way to button up your franchise just to give somebody a contract extension just because you bring a new head coach in and he gets his contract. So what are the perks of having Steve Kime as your GM? Stability. Stability in the sense that you know who he is. And you know that he's not outlandish. But you also do know that he doesn't make bold decisions. 
if you listen to Jody Ayler, Jody Ayler is on from 4 to 7 Mountain Standard Time on Fox Sports 910 Phoenix, precedes my show that I co-host, The Freaks, Fox Sports 910 Phoenix. He called Steve Kyman, this is absolutely correct, he called him a fence straddler. He doesn't like to make one decision one way or another. He just kind of likes to see what other people do, and he will react to that instead of being the actionary person and having other people react to his decisions. So in that sense, the Cardinals are not in a great situation. And I know the Bidwells and him, Steve Kime, have a great relationship. Players like him. He's a likable guy in general, especially even to the media. It's been very nice to the freaks when we've seen him uh, at charity events and whatnot and, and pressers. But you need a killer as a GM. You need somebody that will trade people. You need somebody that will go get people and make salary cap guys. Make your guys just make decisions. Like, you have a guy that is in charge of the salary cap. You have guys that you pay guys to make the money work. And the Cardinals are one of the only franchises that just poo-poo decisions with contracts because, nope, doesn't fit in our salary cap. We don't want to go to Patrick Peterson. We don't want to go to Chandler Jones. Your your perennial Pro Bowlers be like, hey, can we restructure your deal so we can bring other guys in? They won't even They won't even go and talk to them. And it bewilders me. How are your how is your team going to get better if you don't go to your players who are employees mind you they don't run the show you do why why are you too scared to go to them and be like yo we need your restructure you don't like it we'll get you out of here this is a business they are employees i understand the guys that i mentioned are great with charities in phoenix and believe it or not phoenix being as as big area wise it is so tight knit especially in the sports under the sports umbrella. But you need to suck it up. Be like, yo, dude, we are signing your paychecks. If we want to move some money around so we can bring some guys in, you want a quarterback? You want a guy that can throw you the ball and that will keep your defense, Patrick Peterson, from having to be on the field so much? Maybe you should move money around, and you're still going to get your money. It's just not going to be for a couple years. Maybe it'll make the team better. Is that so novel of a thought that that the front office won't just go do that, and that's the issue I have with Steve Kime. That's the issue I have with them. Issue, issue and issue, both both of which. Until those things change, it's going to be the same old story in Phoenix. Have some talent, have a good defense, our offense sucks, and then the defense guy, defensive guys get tired throughout the game. When you're on the field for 35 or 40 minutes out of the 60, you're going to get tired because they're humans. So why wouldn't those guys be like, you know what? Make my job easier if I can restructure a little bit, throw my throw my kashish, you know, do a couple extra years down the road, and I can bring a quarterback in, some receiver, some offensive lineman, so it's not just all David Johnson and an aging Larry Fitzgerald. All the other franchises do it. Look at what Jacksonville did. Look at what the Giants did. $200 million on one side of the ball. They made it work. You suck it up. You make it work. Some guys don't get paid as much as they want immediately. None of these guys deserve anything. They earned their keep. They got their big deals. Where their guaranteed money comes in is predicated upon what's best for the team. What's best for the salary cap in the given year. So until anything changes like that, I will be riding Steve Kime like secretariat. Until you take the bulls by the horn... Bull by the horns, 
and go and tell these guys, hey, we got to move some stuff around. We want to bring in a quarterback. We want to bring in receivers. We want to bring in offensive linemen. Nothing's going to change. Malice Clancy, Locked on Cardinals, episode 50. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading the podcast. You can check it out on FanRag Sports. Check it out on LockedOnCardinals.com. Check me out on the Freaks, Fox Sports 9, 10, Phoenix, 7 and 9, Monday through Friday. Check you guys tomorrow.